Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Welcome to Wednesday night Bible study at the Anchor Church. We welcome you and we are so glad that you have joined this evening. I know one thing, I sure miss having church with all of you wonderful people of God. And uh, we are looking forward to things getting back to normal where we can assemble ourselves together, as the Bible says, and do more often as you see the hour approaching. But until then, let's just be reminded of a couple things. This proves that the church is not a building. The church is not backing down. We have not been weakened. We are stronger than we have ever been. It's amazing what's happening. Even phone calls today of miracles. Uh, we've had people being healed. We've had people coming in, being baptized at midnight. It is high time. The Bible says to work while it is day, lest night comes upon you. And I want you to know today that this is an exciting time to be a part of the church. Remember, God's going to take care of his people. God has, has a covenant with us that if we live according to his word, he's going to be our God and we're going to be his people. And so don't live in fear. Don't fret. The promises of God, amen, they are yea and amen. The promises, the prophecies, they're going to be fulfilled. I have spoken to you uh, week after week, month after month, talking about a harvest, million souls, millions of people in North America are going to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is happening and will continue to happen. We have not, we have not had a setback. I believe that we have a set up for the church that right now is high time. I want you to join me in prayer. Let's pray right now for the blessings of God to be over our Bible study tonight as we would normally have on Wednesday nights. Oh God, we pray for your blessing. We pray for the anointing. I pray that, God, you would anoint the hearer today, all of those that have joined by way of the web. I pray a blessing over their life. I pray an anointing upon me to teach what I feel that you have given me to teach tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I'm going to teach tonight on the coming of the Lord. The coming of the Lord. If you would, turn in your Bibles to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew chapter 24. I did notice uh, in my study earlier today, and I knew I had some loose pages in my Bible. And look at this right here. I have recently ordered me a new Bible because I don't want to mess this one up. But the pages that are loose are the ones I'm going to talk about right now. And that is on the coming of the Lord. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. And so uh, please get your Bibles out. Don't just listen. I want you to follow along in the Bible study tonight with your family. Hopefully you have the Bible open. Uh, your family sitting around and listening to the Word of God tonight. Because I feel the anointing already setting up on me. I pray that you can feel this in your home, maybe turn everything else off uh, and focus your attention as you would at church right now. Um, in the book of Matthew chapter 24, Jesus is, in verse 1 says, And Jesus went out, he departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another. 
that shall not be thrown down. He said everything you see, the temple, everything that you see here, it's all going to be knocked down. It's going to, it's going to be, every stone's going to be overturned. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying to him, tell us, when shall these things be? Watch, watch the next question. And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? We hear people talking about that right now. I've been calling people, praying with people as I feel led to, and checking on some of the saints as I felt led to. And I have talked to them, uh, what do you feel about the times? And people are thinking right now, is this the end? Is this the end? Is this a sign of the coming of the Lord? I want you to know what I do know. This is certainly a sign of the coming of the Lord. Let's let's look on down. Uh, this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're going to have a revival here. That's going to be a revival through the web with Brother Raymond Woodward teaching on the end. When shall it be? It's a three-part series, Friday night at 7, Saturday night at 7, and Sunday night at 6 p.m. You do not want to miss it. I have been reviewing these. It's very powerful. But tonight, I'm teaching on the coming of the Lord. Let's look at Jesus' statement in verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. He goes right into one of the signs. It's going to be deception. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And shall deceive many. And ye shall hear wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. He said, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. You're going to hear in the teaching of Brother Woodward that uh, maybe, maybe the person could question this and say, well, there's always been earthquakes, there's always been diseases, there's always been droughts. And that is true. But you've never seen them the way you see them now. And he compares it to a woman going into labor that the closer she gets to having the child, the more intense the contractions are and more, and there's more contractions. It's that way with earthquakes right now and the weather patterns and the things that we're seeing. I believe the earth is in travail. I believe that the sin of this world is, is, is showing us the, the, the signs of the time of Christ. Right now in Australia, there is a drought that they don't know when it's going to end. Right now in the world, there's a pestilence. What? COVID-19. Right now we're seeing earthquakes like we've never seen before. They're, they are happening by the thousands. Actually, if you want to study it, you can look at that through the seismic studies. There's earthquakes happening by the thousands all over the world. Something is happening. Do I believe it's the end? I believe it's a sign that the coming of the Lord is nearer than it has ever been. Let me remind you, just before he comes, there's going to be a great awakening. There's going to be a great stirring. There's going to be a great moving in the body of the people. And I'm convinced today that God is going to witness within his own church that he's coming soon. I feel it right now. I'm telling you the Lord's coming. There is an awakening in the body. Backsliders are waking up. 
People that have been going to the bars trying to drink away their conviction. They're waking up saying, I can't live this way anymore. I want you to know if you're watching and you've been out away with God, you've been away from the Lord, that you belong to the Lord. You belong to Him. There's something stirring within you. Do not ignore that. That is the call of God. We're going to see in the next few months more backsliders return to the kingdom than they have ever before. It's a sign of His coming. He's calling all Israel home. He's calling them from all corners. You can read it in the chapter. He's going to call them right now. People are gathering to to Jerusalem. They're gathering from all parts of the world. Let me stop here and slow down a little bit. When you watch the coming of the Lord and the signs of the time, Jesus teaches in this chapter, watch the tree, watch the fig tree. Brother Ferris taught years ago about the end. He said that the fig tree uh, in Jesus's teaching was Israel. And whatever whatever Israel's doing that you can see with a visible eye, that's what God is doing with his people, with uh, uh, the kingdom, which is invisible. What God's doing in Israel, he's doing in his kingdom. Watch the fig tree. I want to say here today that later in the chapter it says, no man knows the day nor the hour. When someone gives you a date that the Lord's going to come, don't listen to them. Because no man knows the day nor the hour. But it's possible that we know the season. What does that mean? He says in chapter 24, let's turn there and let's look Look what it says. Um, it says in verse 32, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, you know the summer or the season is nigh. He's saying, watch the fig tree, watch Israel. He said, the leaves, the putting on the leaves, that's a season. That's not necessarily a day. I grow trees. I know what happens over a season, time with trees. He's saying, we don't know the day nor the hour, but we know the season. It says, so likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near. I want you to say, it is near. Even, even where? Even at the doors, it's upon us. He said, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. In in the 1940s, Israel was established as a nation. Seventy year marks a generation. We've already hit that uh, in 2018, the 70 years. And with great health, you have 10 more years. I do believe that coming of the Lord is near. Watch Israel, established as a nation. We have recently seen that that through the United States have just set up its embassy in Jerusalem, declaring it, this, declaring it the city of the Jewish people. We recognize that these are signs of the time, the signs of the time. Look what he says. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But at that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But he said, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. Do you all believe that? Look just a few verses ahead. Look at verse 30. And it says, and then shall appear. I want at home, I want you to say that. And then shall appear. Appear is a key word in this Bible study tonight. The sign of the Son of Man in heaven. 
And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Verse 31, And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. He said his coming is near. The coming of the Lord is going to be that way. Let's go just a few verses before this. I'm going in reverse here. But look what it says in verse 27. Are you ready? In Genesis 24, verse, I mean, excuse me, Matthew 24, verse 27. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus is teaching his disciples. He said, when the coming of the Lord happens, it's going to just be like that. It's going to be like lightning that, that, that shines across the sky out of the east and shines even to the west. I, I have watched lightning. I love to see lightning storms. I've watched lightning literally just, just spread across the sky just like that. He said, and when the coming of the Lord is just going to happen in just a moment, just like that. For Look at verse 28. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together where the carcass is. There will the, the eagles be gathered together. He said, so is the Son of Man. It's going to be the sun, same way. When the Son of Man comes, just like lightning that shoots across the sky, there will all of the eagles be gathered to him. And I want to be ready. Don't you? I want to be ready. My dad, years ago, he, he said it was the first time he ever felt the anointing of the Lord on his life. He was 19 years old. He was newly married. And the call of God had come upon him. Back in those days, we had testimony services. And he said he stood up and testified. And what he told was, he told about passing an old junkyard. Had one of those uh, magnetic booms that would swing across the junkyard, come like that. And everywhere that big magnetic thing would go, it would pick up metal from the junkyard, and pick up cars and things and go over and then set it down. And he said he watched that. Magnetic arms swing over, picking these things up. Said he noticed that it went over a fence post, but the fence post did not move. And he said it was the same type of metal on the other the other metals that were being gathered to the magnetic pull. He said, but the fence post was anchored, concreted into the earth, so that when the magnetic pull came, it did not gather to it. Because it was so founded in the earth. And he said and made a statement. He said, oh God, don't let me be like that fence post that has been concreted into the earth. So caught up in the earth that when the Son of Man comes and that trumpet sounds so caught up in material things, so caught up in overtime, so caught up in vacations, so caught up in where we're going. I'm going to tell you who the Lord's coming for. He's not coming for people that are that are concreted here. He's coming after a group of people that have been standing on the rooftop, the Bible says, looking toward the eastern sky, waiting on Him to come. I want, I want to know right now, do you really want the Lord to come or not? All my life I prayed, God, 
Let's put off the coming of the Lord. Go on, I've got family that needs to be saved. I've got a city to reach. But just a few years ago, my prayers have changed. I've been saying, come Lord Jesus. Oh, come even now, oh God. My heart yearns. I just don't feel, I just don't feel a part of this world anymore. I've never seen such a, a moral divide. I really haven't than what I've seen in recent years. Yes, I love this country. I'm very, very patriotic. I'm, I'm very uh, blessed uh, to be a part of the United States of America. But we've never been more divided on social issues than we are now. Divorce is rampant. Abortions are rampant. Uh, adultery and fornication and, and different lifestyles of immorality like never before. And now they come against us because we preach against sin. They say that we're wrong, that we're judgmental, we're this or we're that. I'm going to tell you right now, sin is sin no matter who it's in. And you better make sure that you're not caught up with the mind of this world. Matthew chapter 24, it says it this way, and I spoke to my kids on this subject this morning. Verse 12, it says, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Hatred toward righteousness. I'm going to tell you one of the scariest things I've ever had told to me as a preacher. I've had people over the years that used to tremble and weep and repent when I would preach. Stirred by old-fashioned conviction, a move of God. I had, over the years, I've had people to come up to me and they'd say, Pastor, your preaching doesn't move me like it used to. That's probably one of the scariest things I've ever heard is to think that the preaching, because I haven't changed. I'm preaching right now what I've always preached. And I feel right now what I've always felt. I've got more conviction than I've ever had. And I'm going to tell you, but if you ignore the gospel enough times, you're going to lose the consciousness of the gospel, the conviction of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not supposed to just stir us. It's supposed to change us. But if you ignore it enough times, it's going to lose that fervor that stirring that it used to have in your life. The Bible says where iniquity bounds. It says because of the love of many shall wax cold. What does that mean? That warmness used to have toward people, the things of God. Tolerance becomes cold. Jesus, or we see in Scripture, Paul said, I write you even weeping that those that were once with us are now the enemies of the cross. Define the gospel. Define the times. I want you to take a moment before I... Continue teaching. I'm going to talk about the appearing, uh, the verses on the appearing, but why don't you take a minute just and pray. Oh God, I pray a stirring. There's people watching right now, saints of God. Lord, let us not get so caught up in this world that we forget about the world that you've made for us. Streets of gold and gates of pearl and walls of jasper. Help us to get back to a place of repentance, of seeking you, God, and finding you and knowing you in righteousness. Lord, let our families get back to a place of devotion and thinking of the rapture. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I tell it often. I talk about coming home from school, getting off of the school bus, coming up the sidewalk, my book bag, sitting over my shoulder, running up the door, was open, open the screen door, went in. Mom! Mom! Quietness in the house. Mom! Ran looking for my mom. She wasn't anywhere to be around, anywhere to be seen. Now, in growing up in the church I grew up, grew up in, 
We were always singing about heaven. Oh, I want to see him and look upon his face. Everybody will be happy. Oh, I'll fly away, oh glory. One song after another. Somebody get up and sing. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Man, they sang so much. Those songs are in my spirit. And I know you love those old songs too, but we sang about heaven. We preached about heaven. We believed in heaven. Those old preachers would preach. They would evangelists come through. They'd be preaching on the coming of the Lord. They'd preach it so near. He thought it was going to come by the end of the message. They'd get to the altar call and you'd hear that preacher say, the Lord is coming, 10. You better get your heart right with God, 9. If you don't get right with Him tonight, you might not ever get right. 7, he'd say. 6, your heart would start beating. You thought, am I right with God? That's how we grew up. And I remember in that day and time, mom, the car's in the driveway. Nobody's answer. Mom's always home. And as a child, I would think, did the Lord come? Has he come? Have I, have I been left behind? I know there's ridicule out there in culture and even Christian to, in Christianity. They, they, they call it uh, uh, rapture anxiety. I'm going to tell you, if I could give you rapture anxiety, I would do it right now. You need to understand that if you're not right when the trumpet sounds, you're lost. You're forever lost. People would say, well, you know, after the Lord comes, I, and uh, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be one of those that will give my head and make it. I'm going to tell you, that's not going to work. If you can't live for God now, you're not going to live for God later. It's never been easier for us to live for God than it is right now. And I find it interesting in my study. I'm moved tonight. I can convince everybody watching, every saint of God that's watching, don't quit, don't stop, be who God's called you to be. And look what it says in 1 Timothy 6 and 4. He talks about, let me just turn there and read it. In 1 Timothy uh, 1 Timothy 6 and 4. I'm moved tonight, and I know you can feel this with me. There's a witness of the Spirit right now. It says in 1 Timothy, uh, it talks about until the appearing. I wrote the verse down wrong. But until His appearing. In 2 Timothy 4 and, 4 and 8, let's look and see what it says. In 2 Timothy 4 and 8, he says, Henceforth there is a laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not only me, not only, uh, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love, notice this, that love his appearing. What is the appearing? It's what he said in Matthew 24. And I asked you all to turn there a moment ago. Uh, let's, let's, let's just flip back in, in, in this Bible study tonight. In Matthew 24. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. What does it say? And he shall send his angels with a great sound of the trumpet. Paul spoke of this. He said, there's not only laid up a crown for me of righteousness, but a crown for those that love his appearing. The question is tonight is we believe his coming is near. So when is it coming? It's soon. It's at the door. I've established that. Second is who is he coming for? He's coming for those that love his appearing. Not not just preach about it. Not just talk about it. Uh, not just know that it's going to happen. But those that love his appearing. 
Can I ask you a, a sincere question tonight? Do you look forward to the rapture? What we call the coming of the Lord, we say it's the rapture. I have met people that had never heard the teaching of the rapture in all of their life. They never heard of even the coming of the Lord. They never heard of angels sound the trumpet. But I'm going to tell you, he's coming. Who is he coming for? He's coming for his bride, the ones that have made themselves ready. Let's look at Revelation chapter 19. Revelation 19. And we're going to turn to John 14 in our Bible study tonight. Let's look at Revelation 19. Let's look and see what it says. Whether you're on your iPad, your phone, your your Bibles, maybe it's a family Bible, I don't know. Let's turn to Revelation 19. Let's look at what it says. Verse 7, Revelation 19 and 7. Can't hear the pages turn. I I can't watch it tonight, so I, I know to wait on you just a minute or two. Revelation 19 and 7. All right, if you're there, maybe somebody put a comment down on here that says... Hey, I'm, I'm there. I've got it turned there. Somebody make a comment down here that you've, you've found Revelation 19, verse 7. Oh, man. I see people responding. I'm looking forward to that, Tiffany. I see you saying that. Jeremy Smith put in there, amen. Uh, my goodness, God's coming. Look what it says. Let us be glad and what? Rejoice and give honor to him. Give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Now, that's our responsibility. We are, we are collaboratively the bride of Christ. Look what it says. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed, that means dressed, in fine linen. If you know anything about fine linen, it's easy to wrinkle, and it's easy to get dirty. But it says clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. We are looking forward to the coming of the Lord because that's when we will be joined unto our groom as a bride waits on the groom. Look at John 14 just for a moment. John 14. Watch how this scripture comes together tonight in this Bible study. Oh, the coming of the Lord. If you, if you're, if you are, you love his appearing, why don't you comment? Amen. Somebody put, thank you, Jesus. Look what it says, John 14 and 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Let it not be troubled. Even in moments like this, I am not afraid. God's going to take care of us. He really is. He's going to take care of you. You're his bride. As as he is our father, you're his son. You're his daughters. He's going to take care of you. But look what it says. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Why? In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. He said, I'm going to come again. I have went away to to prepare a place for you. Where? In my father's house. It was Jewish custom back in those days. And you have to understand, watch the fig tree. What he does in the Jews, he does with his bride or his church. Back in custom, back in those days. One of the neat customs was, is when a man was espoused uh, to the bride, that he would go away and prepare for her a place, and she would wait. There was no Wi-Fi, there was no cell phones, uh, internet, nothing of that day to stay connected. There was no way of communication the way we have now. 
But he would say, I want to prepare a place and then I'm going to come again. That was a covenant that he would make with his bride. And she would wait. She didn't know when it was going to be. She didn't know what day it was going to be. But she knew her husband-to-be was was preparing a place for her. And it is said by Jewish custom that when he would come, he would come with a party, with a shout, and that the men with him would be sounding trumpets and the bride would actually hear the trumpets before she would ever see the groom. Isn't it interesting that Jesus said it's going to be this way at my appearing? You're going to hear the angels sound the trumpet. The trumpet. You know what? Before we see him in the cloud, in the coming of the Lord, do you believe that? When he comes for us, just like that lightning stretching across the sky, just like the the eagles shall be gathered to him, we're going to hear the trumpet sound. It's going to be the first one. You know who I believe is going to hear the sound of the trumpet? Those that their hearts are right with God. I do not believe the, the people that are not in tune with him, they will not be able to hear that sound. The Bible talks about an uncertain sound, a, um, a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. He's talking about people that are not in tune with him. I believe that the people that their hearts are right toward him, their focus is toward the Lord. Their ear is bent toward the Lord. They're going to hear the trumpet sound. Only those that can hear the trumpet are the ones that's going to be able to go. Oh, we've got too much noise. How many believe that? We've got too much noise. We're listening to everything. We're so caught up in everything, but, but what God's doing. And I think in the mornings, we've got to ask ourselves a question. We've got to get up in the morning and say, Lord, what are you doing today? What, what is your purpose for my life? What are you doing in this hour? Amen. I want you to take a moment to say, God, I want my spirit, I want my heart to be in tune with God. I don't want to be so caught up in this world that I can't hear what he's doing and when he's coming. In Jesus' name. When's the last time you stood on your front porch? Maybe looked out of the window of your house. Maybe stretched your eye toward the eastern sky and said, God, are you coming today? Lord, are you coming today? Is my heart right? Is my heart ready? Is my heart right with God? If the Lord would come today, I preached this just a few weeks ago prior to end this COVID-19 or the coronavirus. I preached this. What would you do if Jesus came tonight? Some of you have put off baptism. Some of you have put off coming back to church because you're angry with somebody. You, you, uh, you felt like you were done wrong. Listen, listen, this part of family. We're going to get done wrong. It's part of people. We, we haven't always been done right. I haven't done everything right. I might have offended some of you, not intentionally, but accidentally. And I'm sorry if I've ever done that. But I, I know one thing. Eternities, the coming of the Lord is not worth missing over allowing some odd in your heart. That's why the Bible says if you have art in your heart, go to your brother and make it right. They won't listen to you. Get an elder and go and make it right. But what is he saying? There's nothing worth having your heart not in tune with God. I've seen people over the years get bitter over being done wrong. So much so they can't even hear what the Spirit's saying to the church in the hour. And if you can't hear what the Spirit's saying to the church, you're not going to hear the angel sound the trumpet. We got to put off the stuff of the flesh, the anger and the jealousy and stuff that creeps in offense in our heart. We got to put it aside. We got to get the facts and say, I want to be right with God. One of the things I noticed in my study is when you study, just you can word search the word appearing. Study that. You're going to find this word with that. It's the word establish you 
or establish your heart. The word establish or establish. He said to get your heart established. There should be no wavering. The psalmist wrote, my heart is fixed. No matter what comes or goes. Was it Job? It was Job that said, naked I came to the world and naked I'm going to leave this world. I don't want anything. That's why Jesus, the disciple said, can a rich man be saved? He said, well, with God all things are possible. I don't want to have so much material possessions that grab my attention. I can't hear the trumpet and I can't look for the appearing of God. He's coming any day now. It could be this month. It could be a couple years. I'm not sure, but I know we're in the season of time that the Lord is going to come. If you've got unclean movies in your house, you need to get rid of it. If you've got unclean music on your, on your media, maybe on your phones, that would be noise distracting you from the pure, undefiled voice of God. Remember, the Lord is a, doesn't speak loud. Uh, he, he speaks in a still, small voice. You can't have a, such a world, busy world, that you can't hear the voice of God. I would clean that up. Turn it aside. Monday, I'm declaring a day of prayer and fasting for the anchor. Monday, prayer and fasting. We're going to not eat until 5 p.m. I'm asking no media at all Monday. I want you to pray three times. When you get up at daybreak, at noon, lunchtime, and then before dinner, I'm asking you to seek God. We're going to pray for our president. We're going to pray for our mayor. We're going to pray for our country. We're going to pray for our city, our family. And you need to pray for that list you made, Project 1000, those 10 names, or maybe you have two or three lists. You want to pray for them throughout the day. God is moving. God is with us. I want you to pray right now in your home. Lord, I do not want to miss the rapture. God, I do not want to miss the coming of the Lord. I really don't. I want to be right, God. I want you to take a moment and pray. Oh, I want to be saved above all things. I want to be saved. Oh, God, as the old song says, I surrender all. I surrender all, oh God, all to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. We pray. Uh, in First Thessalonians 1, just uh, for reference, First Thessalonians 1 and verse 4, verse thir- chapter 4, verse 13, turn there. We're going to close with this tonight. But I would not have you to be ignorant. That means unlearned. Brethren, concerning them which are asleep, those that have passed on, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. There's going to be a reunion. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming there it is again. The coming of the Lord shall not prevent, prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. He's coming after his bride. You know what I believe that shout is for? He's so excited to be united with his bride. Those that have made themselves ready, clean and white, without spot. The Bible says he's going to present to himself a glorious church without spot, without wrinkle. Amen. He's excited. I'm excited about the coming of the Lord. Oh, I love to think about that day. I'm going to get to join Him forever in eternity around the throne in in this eternal kingdom in the new Jerusalem. 
But look what it says. He's going to descend from heaven with a shout. And he says, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, I want you to say me, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord. Where? In the air. In the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Why is he going to shout? I've already explained the reason for the trumpets. But why is he going to shout? Because when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, and they had chosen disobedience over him, and he created the redemptive plan to buy us back. The Bible says we have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. He took us back, washed all of our sins away, gave us a brand new beginning to make us his bride. What was over 6,000 years ago, a fulfillment of God's redemptive plan, his redemption plan for us will be fulfilled. And in that moment, everybody that's ever saved is going to be gathered to him. Those that have chosen him over the world, love not the world nor the things that are in the world. And those that have set their eyes on him. They've washed their garments clean with the blood of the Lamb. I'm going to tell you, you can begin again and get your, your garment washed clean in the blood through repentance. You really can. If you're listening to me and your heart's not right, get on your knees tonight and repent. The Bible says to repent and He will forgive you of all your unrighteousness. Watch what happens. He's so excited about the bride that's going to join Him for eternity. That moment the door's going to be shut and we will be His bride forevermore. I get to meet him in the air. I'm excited. I feel like some of you are excited that are watching right now. If you're excited about it, you ought to make a comment about it. I'm excited about the love of God and his appearing. And why am I teaching this? Look at verse 18. Comfort, wherefore comfort one another with these words. What words? The coming of the Lord. I'm going to get to see Grandma Bounds again. I'm going to get to see Grandma Mimi Johnson again. I'm going to get to see some of these precious saints that are left out of here. Oh, Bob Spring, I'm going to get to see him. My friend James Kirk, I'm going to get to see him. You know why? There's going to be an appearing, and this whole entire bride is going to gather together. I want you to picture that for a moment. The tens of thousands that's going to leave this earth to go meet the Lord in the air. I'm not going to be left. Don't you be left. Don't be left behind. You get your heart right with God and watch what he's going to do for you. I'm so glad that you have joined us tonight. I, I, I feel like I preach tonight more than I've done a Bible study, but you're not surprised by that, I don't think. I feel the anointing of God. I really do. God's moving in a mighty, mighty way. Let him move on your family. Clean your heart out. Clean your house out. I wouldn't have anything in that house that God wouldn't want in your house. Not one spot. Not one wrinkle. Amen. If you have any prayer requests, you can message through here. We're going to pray for you. Uh, I see you, Brother Castle. You're excited about the coming of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I see others uh, praying, oh, God, wash us clean, Lord Jesus. Praise God. People are saying amen online. You need to take time to reach your family. On Sunday, I'm going to be talking about reaching your family. You're going to see in the book of Genesis, he gave Lot an opportunity to go reach his family before the angel of wrath came. Amen. God is here. It's joyous times. The Lord's blessing. You're going to hear great things on Sunday. Amen. Thank you again for joining. God bless you tonight in Jesus' name.
Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.